Hello there. You're welcome to episode 39 of the podcast. My name is Obakam Tom George. Thank you for joining us on another episode. I want to give a huge, huge shout out to y'all who listened to the last episode. It was magical. I mean, I got your reviews left, right, center. It was, it was great. From LinkedIn to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp, voice memos, name it big. They kept, they kept coming in. I mean, it was incredible. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate the podcast. Don't forget to actually drop a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. It definitely helps other people find the podcast faster. We have a voice memo from the last episode. I'm going to play it and then we're going to jump into what we have for today. But before then, I must apologize in advance for the poor audio quality of today's episode. I mean, network connectivity was such a, I don't know, <laughs> trying to curse, bruh. But it was, it was so annoying. Um, we just had to do what we had to do. And I tried my best possible to ensure that it was properly edited. But um, here we have it. So y'all pardon me. Um, good news is there is a giveaway at the end of the episode. So if you want to win that giveaway, you have to listen to catch it, right? All right. I just want to say thank you, you know, for that podcast. It was really, I believe, what I needed because, like, you know, I just like took a nap after school. I switched off my phone, closed my door. Like, it was so stressful. But you know, waking up and listening to, I feel like I have strength, like again, and it was so amazing. Like, I learned so much. And I really loved the way she was so super excited. You know, it's one thing to like read about people. It's one thing to read their books. But it's another thing to like for them to share their testimonies. And I think that's where the real, real magic is. And, you know, I just found it really amazing. And I'm definitely going to like check her out. You know, I wanted to uh, send text like uh, type. But, you know, since we're talking about taking up space, I might as well take up yours. <laughs> so... I'm really grateful. I just want to say thank you. You've helped me more than you know. Thank you so much for joining us in another episode of the podcast. Um, it's amazing to be here again, to be in your ears. <laughs> On today's episode, we're talking about siblings rivalry. And I think some of you already know what we're talking about today because I kind of put it on in social media, basically asking for people to hop on the episode if they were interested if they had had issues with um, siblings rivalry and it was quite a problem because obviously it's a sensitive issue and a lot of people would just rather listen than than talk about it so um, I have three amazing people today who are joining us on this episode so we're going to be as vulnerable as we can we have Ife Oluwa who I love to call a siblings love coach she's here and she's going to be like our guide on the side our guard on the side right and just pretty much just like take us through how the siblings love should work right so thank you once again for joining in on the episode and for listening let the episode begin can we just introduce ourselves how many kids do you have in your family and what number are you and are you from a nuclear or polygamous home my name is Sanaya Thomas I am the fourth of four children I have two elder sisters and one older brother I'm from a nuclear family just my dad living now so that's basically my family Ibora you're next hi everyone I'm Ibora Kam Akai I'm a lawyer by profession I also um I'm a volunteer for 
sexual and gender-based violence issues around Nigeria. I am the last of three children. I have two elder siblings, a male and female, and we are from a nuclear family, yes. And I'm really, really excited to be part of the episode today. Thank you for coming. Ife Oluwayo, are next. Hi, uh, my name is Ife Oluwayimika Adekoya. I'm a lawyer by profession, but I'm also um, a relationship coach as well as a siblings coach, kind of. I am the third out of five kids in my family. Well, my family is it's not complicated, but okay, so I'm the last child of my mom, but the third of my dad. So my dad remarried after I lost my mom, and then my stepmom has two children. So I think I can say it's a nuclear family because, I don't know, if that counts as nuclear, yeah. But I'm very excited to be here. Thank you guys so much. I'm glad that we have a blend of, I know, a lot of things, right? Because this whole sibling rivalry thing, it's different dynamics. Some people suffer from it, you know, in nuclear families, others in polygamous homes. Uh, my name is Obakam Tom George, guys, the hostess with the mostess. Um, <laughs> I'm the first of four. I have two younger sisters and a brother. The last two are twins. I was just preparing for this episode yesterday, and then it just hit me that the whole sibling rivalry thing started from the beginning with um, Cain and Abel, the first children we had on earth, right? Cain's offering was not accepted, Abel's was accepted, and then there was um, animosity, and one killed the other. And then just thinking about it, I saw that there were other like siblings in the Bible who had issues like this. We had Joseph, whose siblings picked fights with him every other day because they, he, they just felt like really intimidated about being his father's um, most preferred ch- um, ch- um, child, in quotes, right? And we saw what happened at the end for as many that are Christians. You're not a Christian. Um, it's a story of this young guy in the Bible that had like, I think 11 siblings and they really hated him because he seemed like his star was shining so bright. And they, they threw him in a pit, eventually got sold, but life happened and karma happened and they saw themselves all together again. I mean, that's just one of them again. That's like King and Abel, then we had Joseph. We had Esau and Jacob as well. So what I'm just trying to say is that um, the whole sibling rivalry thing did not start today. I, I, like, I literally saw it yesterday during study, how far this thing, it started from the beginning. And sometimes some people like, will attribute it to, oh, the father and the mother had a most preferred child. That kind of caused rivalry, right? Someone was jealous of the other. It was either perceived or it was real. So I just want us to like just pass the mic and like just talk about experiences with siblings rivalry, if any. Have you ever encountered any in your family? Have you been on the receiving end or you've been on the giving end or whatnot? So let's go, Ibarra. Yeah, sibling rivalry is one thing that um, I feel like everyone has gone through. Everybody who is part of a family. So yes, I have had my own fair share. Just like I said, I'm the last in a family of three children. And a lot of people say, yes, it's amazing to be the last born in your family. But I tell you that it comes with its own issues and it comes with its own, you know, pros and cons. For me, my elder siblings are way older than I am. One of them is over 10 years older. And so for me, it's like they have expectations of what your own life should be. And so nobody's really asking you what, sometimes it's like nobody's really asking you what you want to do with your own life. So they they are trying to like, um, used to be like them, trying to model me into follow their own 
standards or what their own life has been, you know, especially when it comes to families who maybe have not been together. So I think it's a good place to say that my dad and mom, fortunately and unfortunately, were separated. So I live with my mother, you know, being the youngest. So you can imagine it from that point. So I didn't even really get to understand who my siblings were up until, let's say, maybe when I was in secondary school and then university, and then it was looking like it's already late. And that's part of why I feel like we have so many issues, especially for me with my brother. And now I live with my this senior brother I'm talking about. And this is the point where all of us are you know, trying to get to know each other, know what we stand for, know what we like. And that's where the rivalry is. Because you're just trying to be yourself and the other person does not understand that. And they see an, an issue with you doing this or that. And it gets worse from, you're just on which as you being insulted, you know. So yes, I've had my fair share of sitting rivalry. Thank you so much for sharing um, that context and that background story. All right, Sanaya, can you give us a bit of background story or some context to your own story? Okay, so like I mentioned, I'm the fourth of four children. But um, I'll say my um, issue with sibling rivalry didn't come from the very direct and obvious part, like amongst my siblings, but rather with my um my parents. Funny story. So my dad always wanted all of us, like the four of his children, to be lawyers. But my brother, that's my immediate older sibling, he, he did not choose that path. So he went into sciences instead. So as a result of that, I was able to do something different. So I have two sisters who are lawyers, a civil engineer, and then there's me, a mass communicator. I realized that growing up when I was young in my secondary school days. I, I had issues with my dad where I felt like he kept on comparing me to my immediate older sibling because he was obviously the smart one. He was the one who always got the first position. He was best graduating student in his secondary school. In university, he was best graduating student in his department. He was the second best in the old university. So it was like a lot of pressure for me as the immediate younger sibling to that immediate younger sister and then the last one. I mean, every other person, had, they are taking their own stance in life, so to say. And then I was the one coming up because I was quite younger than all of them. The um, age difference between my brother and I is five years. And then it just goes up from there to the elder sibling. So um, what I used to do was I knew that I wasn't happy with what was happening. If I wasn't able to express myself with words, I would write a note or I'll write a message to whoever I need to address the issue with. So what I used to do then was whenever I used to feel sad after a lot of crying and weeping and all those things, I would write my dad a note, put it in his book because he reads every day. So I'm sure that he's going to read it. So what happened was, it just continued that way until I eventually stopped writing a note. But I realized that I guess there was there was a change, even though we never really spoke about it. Like my father and I, we never addressed it full on. Okay, you're, you keep on doing this. I don't appreciate that you do this, or I don't appreciate that you keep comparing me with my siblings. As a result of the fact that I made an attempt to talk about it, to express my feelings, there was a bit of a change. And I think the, as a result of that, it also was very important for me not to follow in the footsteps of any of my siblings. Thank you so much, Naya. 
All right, Ifeluwa. Okay, thank you. It's quite funny because I wouldn't say I've experienced any form of sibling rivalry. And that's because I don't know if it's, it has to do with, with the way we were brought up. Like my parents, okay, so I already said that I lost my mom when I was really young. I lost her when I was 10. So my dad had to do a lot of parenting on both sides. So he had to be the mother and then be the father as well for a long time. And then even when after my stepmom came into the picture, I mean, it took a while for us to build that relationship with her, even though she's a very wonderful person, like she's an amazing stepmom. I would give it to her, but you know what they say, it can be like, do you get? So it was quite difficult to build that relationship. So my dad still had to maintain, you know, maybe apart from the whole, um, care for the home but when it had to do with us my siblings and I it had to be like a father and mother to us so uh, because rivalry is like competition and you know just being at loggerheads if I'm correct so I wouldn't say that we had any of that the only thing that I can think of is the fact that my brothers okay so I have two older brothers I am the only girl of my mom but my stepmom um, gave birth to two children, a girl and a boy. So I have a younger sister and a younger brother from her. So growing up, I don't know if it was because I was the only girl and I had to, you know, deal with my brothers, but they just felt that I was being pampered and spoiled. Or, you know, where I don't know why people usually have beefs for last bonsha and something will happen and then, you know, Maybe I report. So I think that that kind of made them feel um, somehow, especially my immediate older brother. We we fought a lot growing up, like just very sibling related fights. Just all this, oh, you did this, you didn't do that. But then I feel like anytime there was an issue and maybe I reported to my parents, maybe they took sides unconsciously or consciously, I don't know, but maybe they took sides with me and that just made him feel like, ah, what's going on? This girl just seems to have a way every time. So that's like the only form of, well, no, I wouldn't call it rivalry, but like the only issue that I can you know, see, and then we all grew up, we later ended up being in the same university, so that even created a very strong bond. It took time, but we got really close, and I can say today that I have a very smooth relationship with my siblings, so I think I'll stop there for now. All right, thank you. I saw this thing that said that the eldest child is the golden one, this is just going to lead me into my own family dynamic or my own sibling dynamic. So it said that this, the eldest child is the golden one, the middle child invisible, and the youngest child is loud. I don't know if you guys agree with this, but um, a lot of times you find that the first children, the first child is usually the one who is who has who was well most was well trained in quotes. They had all their parents' time, right? Your parents she was like ah, the first seed of our marriage, right? So they train them with everything that they had. And then the last child is the one who who was the, the, the child to other siblings. So if there are four children, the last child would be trained by the other siblings, right? So I feel like this is true. I don't know if you guys agree, but my family, like I said, we're, I'm the first of four and my parents took all the time with me, <laughs> took all the time with my younger sister. But with these other two, they started traveling a lot. And um, I realized that I had to do a lot of grooming for my, younger, my youngest siblings. 
Now my parents still trained them, but um, they had it, an elder sister figure who was there, who they could always run to. In my time, I'd run to my dad if I needed to do like a math assignment. In their time, they'd run to me because my dad had taught me, so you should teach them, right? And all those little things. But then um, I think what I recently realized was what you said, if about your dad sometimes would take your side and your brother will be like, ah, what's going on? I realized that with my brother and me. So he's the only boy in the house and I'm the first child. There's this thing of youthful exuberance and him trying to like, I'm now the man. You know, your dad will tell you that you are the man of the house. Overcome, my mommy is not here. You are the mother of the house. But when I'm not here, you are the father of the house kind of thing. Right now, when he's doing something wrong and I try to correct him and he tries to bring that macho thing, it just really gets to me like a lot of times. Um, so I think at one point it started like telling my mom, mom, you are supporting her and whatever she does is right, that kind of thing. And sometimes we're not usually a longer head, so I'm like five years is, is senior, but then I feel like it's kind of just brought a bit of, of rivalry, right? Yeah, sometimes when these kids really, truly push my buttons so much, like things that I thought I'd left, I'd abandoned, <laughs> they bring it out of me, right? So... So for the most part, that has been what it, what, it, what it has been. For the twins in my house, that's the boy and the girl, the last two, I feel that um, because they are twins and they're not of the same gender, they usually have, well, either of the same gender, they probably still have issues, but like they are, they are not of the same gender, different personality types and all of that. I feel like they're always having like sometimes shouting matches because this one is not communicating well to this one. Or maybe you are communicating, but you are not listening. And so there is a misunderstanding. And before you know, it could be as little as, oh, you were supposed to wash that plate. You were supposed to do that. You're supposed to take out that trash. Why do I have to be the one to always like check for the security lock like every other night? Because my dad kind of just give, gave everybody responsibilities to do. So my brother is supposed to like check for, before everybody goes to bed at night, just double check and ensure that all the gates are locked and all that. And at one time he just like really got angry that when he's not there, nobody does it. And like, what can they send his sister, da, 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 da. It was so funny that we're all having, we're, the one time like that, right? My dad sent a, an audio recording. My dad had this thing where he'd always record us on our words whenever anything was happening. One very good sad Saturday evening, my dad sent me an audio recording. What happened was I gave my sister, um, I think I dashed out pair of gin or something i just had this gin and then i was i wanted to go out one day i mean i was looking for clothes to wear me and i'll carry the gin and i was the gin <laughs> it's not led to <laughs> like you give me something why are you taking it back and then before you know it's like after all it's my gin because i give it does not mean that and before you know it like it turned into something else it escalated but that's recording us what i'm trying to say is that like yeah, just different things to it. Um, that's my family, we're a nuclear family. Like my mom's family is the polygamous one where her dad got married to someone who was younger than all the children. And then this lady now gave birth to children that I, that I can give birth to, right? And it's just really funny because these little kids are supposed to be like the siblings to my mom and her older siblings. And it's, it's funny because the woman in question, the wife in question has, I don't know, but these kids don't respect anybody. They're like, it's my father's house. <laughs> you are my other brother. <laughs> you see, we were like, like 60 years, but like, you're my brother and I really don't care. That kind of thing, right? So um, I just really wanted to segue to what you think causes um, sibling rivalry. We've talked about, I think um, Sonara talked about competition 
Ibarra, do you have any reason in particular that you would love to like pinpoint and say this is what caused the rivalry or this is what led to this? Okay, Lovakam, uh, I think it's a mix, a mix of factors. Like sibling rivalry is caused by a mix of factors. From my own personal experience, okay, I didn't say this part. Okay, apart from the fact that my parents were separated, I lost both of them when we when I was still young. So my mom died when I was in primary two. My dad died when I was in primary four, leaving me, you know, to be to be groomed by my older siblings. However, we had our foster families, but somehow, just like I said, I, I started to know who my siblings really are, you know, not quite long ago, maybe when I was still in secondary school or entering university. Yeah, sometimes it's the way, you know, parents raise or parent their children. Just like um, I think he first mentioned, sometimes it's also if it is the kind of sibling rivalry I go through, it's, it's from that aspect, it's now how siblings see each other. I know not being able to handle the fact that every individual is different. You know, the way you see yourself, if you've come to identify and um, come to peace with who you are, you need to be able to come to peace with who another person is and accept the person like that. Absolutely. So speaking from my own angle, because now, yeah, my own, from my own angle, it's, it's not, it's got nothing about to do with my parents because my parents are no more. It's about us, three of us. The three of us are different individuals. Yeah, we have the same blood running through our veins and all of that, but you can't expect us to be acting the same way. And that is why me and, for example, my senior brother have issues sometimes. That's why we have fights sometimes. So I think differently, especially because of so many experiences that each and every one of us have had to, you know, be involved with. They maybe were with my parents for a longer period of time, but I lost my parents at an early age so I became more independent, free-minded, you know, and it, it also influenced the way I make decisions. And there was time that they didn't, it didn't all go well with them. So it as sometimes being rebellious. But for me, I knew that I wasn't being rebellious. I was just being me. I was just making my own decisions the way it felt right to, uh, for me, right? So it also boils down to the fact that um, we need to also know how to handle conflict. Some of these things happen because every individual has not yet found a way to positively handle conflict. Conflicts are, are bound to be. I'm a firm believer in the fact that if there are no conflicts in relationship, it means that maybe one party is pretending, you know. So I am being myself. You be your own self. And just for the fact that, okay, maybe you're not comfortable with what maybe A, B, C or what I am. You don't need to. We don't need to to fight about it so that's what so those were the, there were times i needed to find ways to make my siblings really sit them down and let them know that i do this because of abc i do this because i feel this is the way to approach this thing or what would you rather have me do or do you think can you suggest a better way i would have done this you know, you don't need to now use your seniority or because you are older than I am to now want to force things on me. For me, that's where the issues always came from. You know, my brother stepped into the shoes of a father and he was always, he's still very overprotective. I know he will listen to this episode because, yeah, I'm going to publicize it, but he's still oh. very overprotective. <laughs> yes. It is even, truthfully, it's even recently that my brother started, you know, giving me a little space to, you understand, because over time, 
I think he has come to the fact that, you know, we can't really, there are many things we can't really change. Life has happened. Everybody is who they are. So you, are, you need to allow people to breathe. You need to allow them to actually be themselves. And even if we have conflict, there are better ways to settle it. So Ibarra, yeah, sorry to cut you, but I want to just ask you this question. If the tables were turned, right, and you happen to be in your brother's shoes and and he in your shoes, you think he would have done better? Well, I actually used to ask myself that question. Awesome. Um, I'm not saying that my brother being overprotective is bad because from an angle, I sat down at some point and actually thought, I know that he has my back mm-hmm. and that he means the best for me. My brother is one person that will do anything for me overcome. I mean, anything. Mm. My brother saw me through school, sponsored me. You know, my brother is someone that would, if I call now, he can go the length to give me whatever I need as long as that thing will benefit my life. So I know that my brother has my back and he means the best. But you know how it is that sometimes, yes, even our parents mean the best for us. But the way they go around, you know, portraying or showing you that best may not really go well with you as an individual. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say? I don't yes, know I if do. I would have done worse. So. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I would have done worse. So, you know, but, you know, it's just there. It's just there. That's okay. Crazy. Thank you so much for sharing. So, um, if uh, um, I'm going to read this thing before I ask you the question I want to ask, because you are going to like end this episode with a lot of tips that we can use for our siblings love. Fun fact, Ife has a book titled Siblings Love. Ife, is it, a, is it a, um, an e-book or a hard, hard copy? It is an e-book. That okay. I'm working on the hard copies, but um, the physical copies, but right now it's just um, the e-book that is available. Okay, so I'm going to drop the link to purchase the ebook in the show notes, guys. So if it's something you're interested in, check the, the show notes for the link to the book Siblings Love by Ifeoluwa Yimika. Um, so I was going to ask you this question. Before I ask the question, I'm going to read this thing I saw from, it's by Adele Faber. The mere existence of an additional child or children in the family could signify less, less time alone with parents, less attention for, for hurt and disappointment, less approval for accomplishment. No wonder children struggle so fiercely to be the first or best. No wonder they mobilize all their energy to have more or most, or better still, all. So my question is, do you sometimes, I mean, you, you are the mother to a very handsome boy. Do you sometimes wonder if when the other child comes, whether it's a boy, a girl, twins or triplets, do you wonder, if Inyolua would get jealous, like you're not giving him the attention that you used to give him before. If so, how do you see yourself like navigating the situation? And this is really speaking to parents that are listening to the episode, especially parents that have like very little kids. So if fair. Okay, thank you, Obakam. To be honest, I've had, you know, series of thoughts about my own children because I was going to say before you asked this question that one of the reasons or one of the things that, you know, lead to siblings um, rivalry is most times how parents train their children or how they react to each child okay let me just share this short um, story like five years ago I noticed that my dad my dad is a disciplinarian like 
is very strict, but it's also very loving. But I noticed that after each call, it would end with, I love you. I was very happy to hear that because I felt, oh, this is something that is good. But then a thought that ran through my mind was, I hope he's doing it to my other siblings. I hope I'm not the only one that is getting this, I love you. And then randomly, my siblings and I had a conversation and they talked about it as well. That They couldn't even believe that as a guy, why would that be saying, I love you to you? And I'm like, okay, I didn't say it to them, but I was happy to know that he was doing the same thing to them. Then another thing I would say is, um, I like what Ibor said about siblings. You need to understand that you're different from your sibling. So I've been thinking about this and one thing I've been praying because I'm a Christian and I believe so much in praying because even before I had my um, child, I was praying for him and just praying about how to bring him up and all of that. So one thing I've been praying about is the grace to not show favoritism or favor one child over the other and the grace to bring them up in such a way that they have a good relationship because I'm an advocate for you know, good relationship, especially in the family. I literally envisage that my children will be so close to each other that they can tell each other things, they can trust each other, and, you know, they can just be there for each other. So it's, I've actually thought about this, and I'm really just hoping that I will be able to handle it well, because it's one thing to say, oh, my parents were these, but if you're in that situation or if you find yourself in their shoes you're not sure of how you would handle situations like that so it's something that I've really been thinking about because I don't want it to happen to my kids then I'm also trying to read books as well on how to handle um, like maybe when we decide to have other kids and how to just handle all of them handle the pressure that comes because I've noticed some first children especially young ones they're usually very I don't know it just feels like someone is coming to take your place especially when they notice that maybe their mom is pregnant or a baby comes like a friend of mine who um, our first child is a year and um, I think six months and then she has a baby now who is a month old and she's always complaining about how this first child literally tries to push the other child away I mean all these things they're little do you get and you have to put their your eyes on them but just very hopeful I'm praying that you know when the time comes I would I've gathered enough experience you know read books on how to handle um, such situations so that they know that they are loved by their parents and there is no form of competition or favoritism. Yeah, I hope I've answered this question. I just really hope so. You have. Um, and I love that you are particularly interested in, you wrote a book, yes. So it means that you have knowledge about where you what you wrote about, right? But I love that you are continually you know, studying and reading just to, because the times are different and the things that probably happened then like those times of our parents and other things that we're seeing now, the dynamics are quite different, different. And there are different nuances here and there. I think parenting, it doesn't really end, even at old age. I stayed with my grandmother before she passed on. I mean, I came to school for five years in Port Harcourt, And for that five years, I would see her like at least four days and seven in the week, right? 
and I saw how much she still like groomed her children every other day, both home and abroad. She was still like, parenting just never really stops. It never just stops. So I'm happy that you are, you know, growing yourself in that regard. My next question is, has there been any situation here that's happened to any of us where what we thought or what we, what we felt was kind of perceived and not real? where you were wrong all the way, you just really thought that this was it, but it wasn't it. Okay, yes. When I was younger, I used to think that um, it was my siblings and then me, like three of them and then me on the side. But um, growing up now, and um, I've come to realize that it wasn't actually the case. Because we have to, I consider the fact that there's the age difference between four of us. So obviously they have more in common with each other but as I grew up I realized that okay it wasn't actually that we had different phases in our lives um where I was in secondary school they were off in university not living in the house so it was very easy for me to feel like left out even when they were around because um I felt like we didn't really have a lot in common but I realized after a while that okay it's actually not the case there's no lost love actually we are a very tight-knit family right now so I guess that's why I realized something I conceived but was actually very wrong. I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> um, I think I told this story on Clubhouse where, and this is like one of the issue of perceived or real. Like I say it all the time. God like tells us to love everybody, like love your neighbor as you love yourself. But I, there's no obligation on me to like you. I, I love you out of like God says we should love everybody. But I don't, I don't like you all the time. I feel like that's one thing that's happened with my siblings and I. There was one time my sister, my, my younger sister, the, the twin to the boy, used to annoy me so much. Oh my God. I'll go to my mom and I'll whine and whine and whine. I'm like, mommy, see, I think I'm done with this relationship. And I'm not even joking. I'm tired of being this girl's elder sister. And the cause of the trouble might just be something as little as, oh, you want my jeans, you do not tell me. <laughs> or she feels like I'm exerting too much authority on her. <laughs> you know, but she really wanted the best for her, right? So me, and um, you guys, I mean, Ibarra, you are the last of, of the children, right? Um, um, so now you you as well. Um, if I do to some extent, me, I'm the first child here on the block. So from that angle, if my siblings were, were here, they'd probably say that I was the one who was always trying to exert my authority right? I'll probably be on the chopping block right now. And then I've not been home in two years. I went home in November and just before I went home anyway, I just saw that our conversations, I understand that, you know, absence makes the heart grow front fonder, yeah? But then, aside that, I just realized that our conversations were different, they were a lot more mature. And then when I went home and I saw her, there was just so much love. And I'm just like, thank God I gave it time. Thank God I just like, saw the bigger picture thank well I didn't I don't know if I saw the bigger picture but thank god I just gave it time and just like let that face pass and maybe thank god I even just gave like took myself from that situation for a while for her to like grow and not turn into that person that she is um I said all that to say this that sometimes to all the things you you think it might be perceived it might be real but sometimes you have to just give it time and just realize that it's a passing phase and people do grow up and they would grow up so i'm um, just speaking to that i saw this quote that i felt was really instructive it said that sibling relationship outlast marriages survives the death of parents and would even resurface after quarrels that would have sunk any friendship 
So I feel like um, just to speak to just speaking to what I said about my sister and how there's been so much love for the past one year plus now. So if uh, I just want you to play your role as a as a coach right now and give us some tips on how we can enhance siblings' love and if there is rivalry in any home right now, what what tips do you think that they can use? to like just solve the problem and maybe not totally eliminate it. Thank you, Obakam. Thanks a lot for this opportunity. I do not take it for granted at all. Um, so one of the few things I would say is that to promote or to enhance sibling love, we need to discover that, you know, spending time with each other is key. So what I mean by spending time with each other is people have had different situations for some siblings like um, Ibor, she she was saying how she's just getting to know her siblings and all of that. So if you're from a family where maybe there's been like a gap or there hasn't been any form of relationship, you can decide to champion that and decide to work on that. Communication is key, right? You don't just, you can't just fly from zero to hundred. You have to take or make um, certain steps to ensuring that there is love between you and your siblings. And one way to do that is communicating with them, keep in touch, regardless of the response that you get. It might be really hard but because you know what you want, you want to have, you want to build that relationship, you have to keep at it. And then regardless of distance, some siblings are in different countries, some are in different states, but I don't think that that should affect our relationship, especially with technology, like we are in the new age of technology. So a lot of things have been made easier for us. Create a WhatsApp group for your siblings, just an opportunity for you to Throw bands, you know, keep in touch and get to know what's going on in each other's lives. Mm. They might not open, but with you opening up at first, it becomes easier. So if you say, oh, this is what has been going on in my life, or this is what is currently happening, you know, to, to or with me, you know, gradually they would be willing to talk. Then if you're a Christian or if you're from any other religion, pray for your siblings. Um, people say that, and this is something that has stuck with me for years, who you pray for, you get close to. So just spend time praying for them, regardless of how you feel about them. If there are certain behaviors that you feel they have that you're not comfortable with, just pray. Instead of judging or making them feel less of who they are, just pray for them and pray that whatever light it is you want them to see, that they would see it at the end of the day. Then give, um, no matter how little it is gifts go a long way i know some people will say oh gifts is not my love language and all of that but truly when you give when you discover what your siblings need part-time or what you think will be useful to them just it could eat okay as an older sibling like i have younger ones now and sometimes they don't even have an account yet even though i'm trying to see how they can you know get their accounts their bank accounts open but sometimes i just send money to their mom no matter how little birthdays you know celebrate them do the whole 
oh, happy birthday to my, it's my brother's birthday today. Little things like that go a long way, in my opinion. Then also, one thing I know, we complain about parents having favorite kids, but sometimes siblings, you have, that could cause rivalry. If you want Mm. to have a good relationship with your siblings, you have to consciously work on loving them equally like showing the same amount of love to them so that no one feels left out or back home. like if one of the twins feels like you love the other one more than them it would it would it would affect them in some way even if they might not say it's due yet so it's something that happens but it's something that we have to make conscious efforts to work on so that we are not the cost of the rivalry itself. I just want to ask a question just before you go into your next point. Which should we rather do? Treat fairly or treat equally? I think to be fair, it, it could be quite difficult to treat equally, even though it's something that I think can be worked on. Treating fairly is could be relative. Do you get you think you're treating someone fairly and then the person doesn't think you're doing that? because of maybe how they see you treat the other person. It's kind of hard, but I think I would go with treating equally as much as you can, even though I agree that it could be difficult sometimes. Before you go on with the tips, I think I'm, I want to ask um, Sanaya and Ibarra. Okay, Ibarra. Wow, it really dies you. <laughs> Try to decide, treat fairly or treat equally. Uh, truthfully, I think it's very difficult people equal so i think i'll go with treat fairly any circumstance that presents itself in relation to this person just be fair to people per time i feel that a more achievable way because treating people equally <laughs> i don't think is attainable that's my opinion Okay, thank you. For me, I think treating equally can be such a task because you can't really satisfy everybody. But but just looking at their own personality, looking at if, for instance, this child loves playing with dolls and this one loves playing with maybe cars and whatever, right? I'm not going to buy them. I'm going to buy them what I think is fair to both of their personalities, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm going to buy the one who loves dolls, even if it's a guy who would rather buy him a doll than buy him a toy car. And the one who loves a toy car would rather buy him that than buy him a doll. That's just like my only man's um, explanation of treating fairly, right? Because I, in all honesty, I feel like the whole equality thing is just like a very... We're going to try, but humans leak, right? So if you love this child and the other... It's going to leak no matter how much you try to, to hide it. So that's my two cents. So now you go to talk now. Yes, I believe that every person is different and every person um, is special in their own way. So I think that it is better to treat fairly than to treat equally. I think treating equally is going to um, cause issues because there are some things that um, require special attention or special care. So I think it is best to treat fairly than to treat equally my two cents all right thank you okay um if uh, over to you please continue okay yeah so it's quite it's quite difficult to treat equally really and if you go by the specific situations or you know siblings that could be quite unique do you get like we already established that no two people are the same so if we go by that then treating fairly makes more sense but i would also say just try as much as possible the reason i'm saying 
I was saying to it equally is try as much as possible not to have a favorite because that could cause um, some form of rivalry. So, uh, and then I would say that also settle issues, things will come up. You fight with friends. So you fight with people that you live with. So it's bound to happen. And I usually take this into marriage because I'm like, I lived with my siblings and we definitely had issues. So it's not impossible that I can't be married and not have issues. It's just how we handle these issues. So I would say that for those who might be having difficulties with their siblings or who are in one conflict or the other, just try to find a middle ground because at the end of the day, your siblings, like they are given to you by God. You're supposed to love them. You're supposed to care for them. You're supposed to have a relationship with them. So in as much as, as you can, just try to ensure that there is a relationship between you and them by resolving conflicts amicably. Yeah, I think those are the few things that I would say right now. All right. Thank you so much, Ife, for, for those tips. Um, I think I'd also love to add that you should speak to your parents. I mean, it worked for me. There was one time where my when my dad used to, before my sister got into school, she had to write jam like three times and my dad would say, I hope I can't write jam once. And she did. She entered into school. I think it made her feel bad sometimes. And I had to tell my mom to tell him. So I feel like speaking about this thing, I mean, speak to the parents you're very comfortable with or the one who is not the one comparing and then speak to them to speak to the other one because you might not have the balls to speak to that parent. So you might want to speak to them to tell them, you know, to stop that. It doesn't make you feel good. Sometimes to just take yourself out of that situation where if you see that there's going to be some sort of friction, you know, just by time, count one to five in your head and just escape that situation. When it's the parents comparing or showing some sort of favoritism when you're around, just take yourself out of that situation. It also helps. Um, So my last question is, do you think sibling rivalry is healthy? Ibarra? Well, to an extent, I feel like it is because I feel like it helps every sibling understand themselves better. Just like I said um, before now, I'm one person that doesn't believe that you can do without conflict. For me, when you talk about relationship, no matter what kind of relationship we're talking about, there has to be some sort of conflict. If not, I feel like there's somebody who is not being themselves. So I feel like, yeah, sibling rivalry gives us an opportunity to actually get to understand each other better, what works for me and what does not work. And you you now be able to know how to handle things, how to handle conflict. So now about you, do you think sibling rivalry is is healthy? Uh, I think when I think of the word rivalry, I don't, personally to me, I don't think anything positive could actually come up from it. So I guess it's very strange for me to think of sibling rivalry as a positive thing. I think I'm going to say, I'm going to stick with no. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's good. I don't think at the end of the day, it really does much for anybody. Thank you for being honest. Ifair. Yeah, so personally, I am against sibling rivalry because the word rivalry itself implies competition. It's like fights, like struggle. Do you understand? And so I don't think that siblings should engage in such. I agree totally that as siblings, you would always have issues. You would always have differences and 
like I already said, you must be willing to settle those differences, but I'm not in support of, you know, being at loggerheads, you know, fighting, struggling, or having this competitive spirit towards your siblings, because at the end of the day, you need to recognize that everybody is different. And the fact that you're born from, you know, you came out from the same parents, either same mother, same father, or, you know, just one parent together, you're you're still different and you're unique in your way. So you shouldn't be at loggerheads. It's okay to have disagreements. It's okay to, you know, not agree with everything that your sibling does, but it's not okay to be at loggerheads. That already explains my answer. So I'm certainly against sibling rivalry. I don't think it's healthy. I'm enlightened. I think we've watched a lot of Nollywood movies to understand that sibling rivalry doesn't end in but in nigeria i think that nollywood has done and respect to this topic oh my god they've done a lot um so guys at this juncture i just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show if uh, please just give us a background of your book how much is your book so i'm going to put the link to the book in the show notes if you guys are interested in getting a copy for yourself or for that sibling or for that family that you love please um hit the link in the show notes to purchase a copy right so if how much is the book and give us a bit of context so they know what they are getting um okay so the title of the book is siblings a sibling's love it's 800 naira it's available on okada amazon and um literary so so it's basically a book that was born out of a desire to see siblings have like a wonderful relationship because i think it is possible and attainable so it cuts across my own personal experience growing up with my siblings and the different things that happen i also talked about siblings in laws for you know those that are married and how you can build relationships with them so it's just basically a book that is promoting sibling love and praying that you guys will read it and be blessed by it and that your relationship with your siblings will be better for it so thank you abakam there you have it thank you so much for listening till the end huge shout out to my guest on today's episode it was a pretty difficult one being that not a lot of people were interested in coming to share their sibling woes on the episode but you guys came through i'm very grateful like you just owning up and coming to share um thank you so much um like i have been mentioning the name of the podcast will be changed very soon so, so i'm obliging you to hit the subscribe button so you'd not miss out on this podcast when it eventually changes right hit the subscribe button drop us a review rate this podcast through whatever platform you're listening on please give us a five star rating um tip us tip us tip us the, the tipping link is in the show note and yeah like i mentioned at the beginning we are having a giveaway today so the giveaway basically it's very simple i'm gifting two of ifa's books to two of our listeners all you need to do is follow us on instagram at blue ribbon podcast send me a dm stating why you think you need the book or you should be the one who would win the book winners will be chosen by discretion so yeah follow us on instagram at blue ribbon podcast that's b-l-u-e-r-i-b-b-o-n podcast yeah, before. Good luck. I'll see you in episode 40. Bye.